Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Ladies, for this week, let's talk about assessing our strengths and our weaknesses and how we can make both work for us while we're creating this life that we love. I would say when you're in a when you are in a relationship with someone um, that isn't healthy, it's hard to assess those things. It's hard to be objective because of the toll it's taking on you emotionally, physically, like whatever. So when that ends, or at least I felt like after my divorce, it, it took a minute, but then I think I have been able to step outside myself a little bit and go, okay, what are we doing well? What are we, what are we not? You know, mm-hmm. you have, it's the ability to be objective about it. Yeah. You know, I think also for me, um, for me, it was a an awakening of sorts. Like I knew during the during the marriage of twenty one years, the responsibilities that I took and what things I did very well, what things I did but didn't like, mm-hmm. what things I did but like if I had to think about them, the garage door of <laughs> my brain went down because it was something I. Did not want did to do. Did not want to do. I didn't feel comfortable doing, but it had to be done because I did a lot of the stuff by myself. When the divorce actually happened, it was almost like, okay, you know, I've had years that I've been practicing all this stuff, and I'm not really that bad at it. All the things that I didn't like doing, the things that you have to do because you're all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, even though I don't really enjoy doing them, I had built a little, a little shelf of confidence about. I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. I might not do it perfectly, but I, I've had experience doing it. It's, and so it was sort of like a springboard to the next, like, okay, now I'm going to really have to learn how to do this, yeah. this, and this. Because there is no excuse, like... Part of it is just self-efficacy. It is. And just, like, believing that you can. Yes. You know. And And I think that's what, you know, when I had done a few of those things that I didn't really like to do, or I didn't think were my job to do in the marriage, but I had done them because nobody else was doing them, I think that did make me have more confidence that, okay, now that I really have to do them for real, for myself, it's different. And when you're doing them for yourself... To meet your personal goals, it's a whole different. It like it well, shifts how yeah. you think and about it. When it you know when it's your space, like when you're living, when you're living a single life, mm-hmm. post divorce, post mm-hmm. or a long term partnership, and you know it's your job to take care of it, it's a different feeling. It is because two things: it's yours to take care of, and, or nobody else will. And also, you can't be criticized for the way you do it. 
And I, I think both of those things are equally important. But I think the second one is huge. It's is huge for huge, me. But you don't realize that it's yeah. huge at the time yeah. until you have that. Hey, I did this, or hey, I painted this room kind of blackish brown, and I really love it. And I don't have anybody going in here saying, "Yeah, why in the world would you pick that?" Color? Why isn't this oh. a neutral? Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I never cooked, almost never cooked when I was married because. I would face some kind of criticism about it, and most of it was about cleanliness while I cooked, like like needing to, if anything was on the counter, I would get in trouble, you know, like some kind of criticism. I know, I know, I know. And I, I actually, I cooked dinner tonight, and my partner is at my house, and he walked by while I was cooking dinner, and he's like, look at my woman cooking dinner. And I was like, oh my God, like I've never, I've never had that attitude. kind of, yeah. Um, I've never felt like, Praise for that, or yeah. you validated. know, so validated at or all. Or you've never, you've never felt. I've certainly never felt the safe, freedom just, and safety yeah, freedom just to, and do safety it. to do it. Yeah. yeah. So now I like I don't cook every day, but like especially when I have my child, I try to cook dinner every time I have him. So anyway, I just think also, that's kind of a that's kind of a big new. I, I never had self-efficacy about right. cooking. Like I I had not scrambled an egg. Till a couple years ago, I'm embarrassed to say, but I just wasn't a. That's not my. That's just not thing. I don't love to cook either. I, I can do it. I just don't. I think don't it's love interesting it. too, um, how you were this person before you got married, and then when you get married, you have certain roles that you play, good or bad, in the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're single again, it's like you have this freedom. You can choose to do things, or you can choose not to do things, and. You can choose to think about things in a whole different way. I had a therapist that told me, you know, Beth, you just need to, you're looking at the view this way, straight on. And if you use your artist brain and you shift, he used the word shift, shift just a little bit to the left or right and look at the problem a different way. Your your brain is gonna hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> your brain is gonna see it a different way, and you're gonna think about it a different way, and it's true. I thought oh, that's kind of BS, you know, like yeah. that's psychobabble, you know. Yeah. But then I started doing it just on little things, and well, as artists, especially visual artists, if you shift where you're sitting, if your drawing is still alive, or how you cast a play if you shift or how, how you stage sees. it yeah. yeah exactly it's it kind of opens up it kind of fires a different neutron well, in your brain yeah, yeah. and you're you like a different perspective. there's a different yeah there's a, a different million different perspectives yeah. that you can and have for it just changes everything. your whole perspective on things and i started doing that and i realized this guy was onto something it was really kind of interesting and then i started applying it to just everything like Feeding my dog with joy instead of like getting up and being like, oh, I gotta feed the dog. You know, yeah, I mean, turning it to the positive. Turning it to the positive side is kind of a, you know, a kind of unique perspective. It's hard, especially after divorce when you have those days, poor pitiful me, or I'm not gonna be able to pay this and this and this bill. It's hard to think that way, but um, you can't, it's just like anything else. You can train yourself mm-hmm. to think that way. I know that sounds a little Pollyanna, but it, oh, it no. actually no. works. No. It so, actually yeah. works. You have to, if you don't flip your thinking that way, you go down a dark road. Yeah, so that's, so my, and I, talking about Pollyanna, my sister had a stroke. She had a, 
wasn't really a stroke. One of the veins on the back of her neck opened. Anyway, but it basically caused a brain bleed stroke kind of thing. And she was in um, a hospital. Well, she was overseas somewhere. I want to say Singapore, but I don't know for sure that's where it was. Anyway, so I couldn't speak to her, but she all the time because our time different was all, and I couldn't get to her. Her husband was there with her, but she could not read anything. Her eyes wouldn't focus because one half of her, oh, yeah. whole half of her body was, so she had no hand-eye coordination. Her eyes couldn't focus on anything. Everything had to be dark. The only sense that she still had was sound. And so every day we would play the glad game from Pollyanna. What are three things you can be glad about today? Let's start with, oh, thank God you're alive, and let's move on. But yeah. you know, but it's that, so we, we play the glad game a lot when we're, yeah. like when we notice one or the other is getting in a dark place, it's like, uh-uh, it sounds like it's time for the glad game. Yeah. And it is so irritating to have to play it yeah. when you are not in a place to play it. But it, that's, being on the positive side, I think, is but huge. What, it's important, I think, to remember that those moments are not the end of the world, though, that you yes. really yeah. do have a positive world. Yeah, well, where you are now is not easy. where you're going to be tomorrow. No. And it's easy to get bogged down when something bad happens, especially when things are going well or you're feeling good, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, and I think taking inventory of ourselves, good and bad. So I have learned at my age that I am most likely not going to change. That there are some things about myself that in my 20s, I was like, I will be hyper-organized. I will get up early. I will do all of these things. I just need to mature. Okay, honey, at 52, I'm not going to get a whole lot more mature. These things are not going to happen for me. I am not ever really, I mean, I might start getting up early, but I'm not going to be a morning, morning person. I, I am always going to procrastinate to the last minute. My ADD is going to have me going down squirrel trails left and right. So it's... But I know these things about me now. So if I can take those things that I have seen in the past as negatives and kind of flip the thinking on them, like you were saying, Beth, and say, okay, I know I procrastinate. What can I do to help my future self? When it's when I hit that point where I go, oh my goodness, I have got to get this done. Are there any little things? I Because I know I'll get it done. I yeah. always do. So I need to quit stressing out and getting to that point and just trust the fact that I have in the past always gotten it done yeah. and just move forward. So, yeah, it just like knowing, taking that inventory of who I am and recognizing that at this advanced stage, if that personality trait has not morphed into something different, then well, it is something I need to take and use for my benefit instead of struggling against it. I, was, well, I think recognizing that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, but it's self awareness. It's self awareness. It's what, yeah. what you're good at, what you're bad at. And, and giving sometimes you got to give more time to things you're like I say to my actors all the time some of us are naturally gifted in ways that others aren't some of us yeah. are are have beautiful voices and some of us don't like some of us are are going to catch on to dance as quickly and some of us are just not some of us can memorize lines like that and some of us cannot and if you are going to be in this field you have to recognize what you're good at, what you're bad at, and you're going to have to spend more time but on the other effort. thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I had one student whose desire is to be a triple threat, and she was just, she asked me, what do I need to work on? I said, it's your dancing. Like, you're going to have to spend more time on your dancing. And she started taking extra classes and has transferred to a musical theater program where, like, that's where she can do even yeah. more uh, because that wasn't her thing. But she, like, took it to heart and went with it 
recognizing that this is if she wants to do this, this is something she needs to um, to get better at. But there's absolutely no reason not to look at that in your life, just yeah. in your general just life. Just on the and things, go, okay. and the things, that, just on the daily, not even in my job. No, it, just, and it's little things like I don't get up early. I just don't. Yeah. Morning is not. I will stay up and fight going to sleep yeah. for hours and hours. But getting up early, no matter what time I go to bed, yeah. is never going to be I'm, my strong suit. I'm the same suit. way. I'm the so same way. I know that in order for me to have a successful morning, that the night before I need to choose my outfit. I need to decide what I'm going to wear. I need to make all of those morning decisions the night before. I learned that one early on. I'm not going to struggle against my mornings. I'm going to make all of those choices before I go to bed so that I know I, I can you know play into the fact that I don't love to get up. Yeah. Well, one thing that I... So, I've always been really messy. Oh, like, me too. Yeah. Organized in my head in terms of... I think the way my brain works, especially because of ADD, is that I really prioritize whatever the most immediate need is next. And part of it also is just like being a mom. Yeah. To yeah. some extent. So, whatever the next thing is that I have to do is what I do. So, I, I will put everything back until it's immediate. Mm-hmm. But... Um, being a, a messy human, after my divorce, I have become so much neater. Like, it, because my, I don't know if I, like, stopped and recognized that or if it just made me feel better for my home to be in well, But you a also, state, there's a whole human not leaving stuff around in your house anymore either. That's, that's true. You know, you're on, when, well, when you walk around and it's just your stuff, but, and it's I was, a whole I was, lot I was actually talking to my sister who <laughs> is also divorced and her house is also like a lot more picked up and it's i think again it's yours it's your space and your space only so it's your responsibility you feel safer there so you're there more often and that's for sure true for me i'm there more often and um it it i don't know it just makes me feel better and if you i realized at some point in the last year that if i just do a little tiny thing every day it will never mount up ever like well i have been I sort of have a theory on that, and I've read some stuff on that, but I was a gung-ho type A housekeeper. Susie Homemaker. I was. I was Martha Stewart on steroids for years. And, like, I would sweep and mop my floor and pick up everything in my house as soon as my child went to bed so that I woke up to a sparkling house in the morning. And then... I had the breakdown of my marriage and my be- the betrayal, and I had a counselor. I said, do I have to pick up his underwear? Do I have to do his laundry? Because I feel like he gave up that when he decided he made a choice. And I feel like I have a choice. And he said, you don't have to do any of that. You can do whatever you feel like doing. So then I went completely opposite <laughs> and thought it was sort of like a little rebellion. Like, you did this to me, and I feel awful, so I'm going to live in an awful state, and I'm just going to do whatever I want to do, because that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And I know that's very juvenile sounding, but I don't think I consciously made that. I just did oh, that, I and I lived in a mess. Decision. I lived in a mess <laughs> for a long time. Well, and now that I have my own house, it doesn't bother me. I live with a teenager and a couple of animals. It doesn't bother me to have a little bit of dog hair and a little bit of backpack mess and where my child's had fun and we both do art. Right. And we have those kind of messes, but not like filthy methods. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I've kind of 
reclaim that area of my life. But my theory on that is when you have chaos in your life, you tend to have chaos all around you. Right. And when I had a chaotic part of my marriage, my house, you could walk into my house and it reflected it. Yeah. Like, there was no doubt that there was something not right going on there. Yeah. Um, now, I just have, like, a regular live-in, like, we live in my house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, I would say that that's and I don't how my think, house And is I'm very too. comfortable with that now. Well, and because, like, I tend to have a chaotic schedule, so I've what I'm starting to learn about myself, starting to learn about myself at 43, is that if my if my space is chaotic, with my chaotic schedule, I falter. Something's not yes. going to... But if if my surroundings, if my safe space is is camped, then I can do whatever I need to do because I can come back to order, you know? <laughs> Beth may have just spilled her um, champagne. I think and it's- what I was going to say in response to what you said a minute ago is that when you're with a partner sometimes and there are things that need to be done, it's a standoff waiting for mm-hmm. the to see who's going to do oh, it Oh, it reminds yeah. me. Do you remember the Everybody Loves Raymond show? Uh-huh. Where they put a piece of stinky cheese in a suitcase at the bottom of the stairs to wait and see who would take who it would upstairs. It, yeah. <laughs> Just like there was a standoff of who was going to do it. That's, yeah. Because I remember... I remember what the, I remember when I stopped doing my ex-husband's laundry when we were married. I like, stopped doing it he too. quit. He quit helping out and doing what I felt like was his part. So I quit doing what he felt like was my part. And it was not healthy. No. It should have been a conversation because I didn't have the other betrayal at that point in time going on. It was just, it was just something we couldn't necessarily get through. But, but I think that's part of... You know, you learn and you grow. I made a lot of mistakes. I'll be the first one to admit that I think when you start admitting that you are human and you make mistakes and Mm -hmm. you know a marriage is a lot of work I think a lot of people go into marriage and they spend a lot of money on the wedding day to make it perfect when really the bulk of your effort and money should go into the actual relationship Mm -hmm. and the setting up of the relationship how are we going to deal with money how are we going to deal with household chores how are you know some that kind of hard. Thing. How are we going to deal with when our like, parents start getting involved in our lives? It's life? kind of incredible to me. Like, when you stop and think about it, the fact that two individual lives can come together and function together is kind of miraculous. It is kind of miraculous. It is, but given, it has to be the right individuals. That, well, yeah, but just for anybody. Given the fact that, it, especially together. for an independent person, not a codependent person, mm-hmm. because I think if you're a codependent, it's pretty easy to fall into whatever somebody else is saying. But if you're but also I, I codependent, it, it very easily becomes unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. having two healthy, independent people work together to have a relationship is much healthier than the codependent. Yeah. I You know, yeah. the I need you can't live without you thing is yeah. just hard. Yeah. But, yeah. I think, I, yeah. I think when you stop and you actually take a very honest inventory of what you're good at, what your triggers are, <laughs> triggers are a big thing. Yeah, triggers. Are. What your triggers are, how you handle those, how you handle handle yourself in different situations, and then knowing what your expectations are. I think you come out of it realizing, you know. 
have a lot of stuff to work on. I have a lot of stuff that I'm good at, but I have a lot of stuff that I work on. And then I have this little pile of stuff that I'd rather pretend like I don't ever will have to address or I don't ever really want to look at. But sometimes you just really have to, you just have to do it. Mm. Like this little pile over here that I don't want to deal with. I'm still doing with some the stuff from the trees and that real like in your face home ownership stuff. <laughs> and we yeah. haven't we haven't even started step two. <laughs> oh, we have. We mind. need to we talk have. about okay. that in just a minute. We'll talk about that after we're done. Yes, Lauren. I have made progress. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, some of those things like I know that I'm not good at at negotiating with like people that come to your house to do a trade. I'm like, just do it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I just want it done. Just do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm like that, that too. Just like get it done. Get it done. So my goal during the tree cleanup was to actually look at estimates, actually do the math, make myself better at negotiating with the insurance person and having a little more patience with the process of trying to do those jobs that I did not want to have to do for the mm-hmm. cleanup of the trees falling in my yard. So I do realize that I'm really bad at that and I was trying to practice at being better and a better negotiator. Because when you're a homeowner, you, you at some point you have to face having a trades person come over, whether it's your garbage disposal or your dishwasher or your roof or your, you know, a crack in your foundation or whatever, and you're going to have to deal with it. So I just had to put on my big girl panties in life. You mean you don't just tape over the hole that your daughter created in the den and put a trunk on top of it so nobody sees it? Like, other people don't, that's not a scenario in other people's lives? I don't understand. No, I feel I was terrible, or I I have been awful at negotiating, yeah, um, that kind of stuff. And I have a friend who's very good at it. And recently, I I I plan a lot of trips because um, I take my students on trips. And I had a trip, uh, or a travel agent recently that was like that I, I was chaperoning the trip, so my trip is free, but my partner was going, right. and so I needed to figure out his ticket situation and I was just going to have him buy it separately and the travel company was like go through us and I was like sure and the travel company was like it's going to be $1,100 I was like no that's yeah, I could that's not- I could buy it separately for him for that so what you going to do for me and they were like how about this and, and I was like okay I did it I just negotiated <laughs> because, I, because I was like no only because I was like no that's not going to be because, but you though. already knew you'd already done your research yeah, yeah but I like again I'm at a place I mean just a different place now that like if somebody says no we can't do it for that I'm like okay <laughs> alright well that's fine yeah I don't know well, I think no. making yourself I'm far less scared of somebody yes. saying no to me yeah Oh, I, I am a I whole lot less scared before, of that than I yeah. was before. I was so I don't I don't think I was ever mousy, but I have definitely been non-confrontational to the nth degree. It's like if it's it was going to happen, do. I would just like yeah. It's something to do with fear of rejection. 
And I don't know exactly to what extent, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what mine was too. Yeah. Fear that someone's not going to like you or not going to, yes, you know. Yes, yes. And that's why I do miss having a partner to shove in those situations. <laughs> hey, <laughs> could you please call or <laughs> whatever? I mean, you know, I do miss that. But I can do it and I, you know, yeah, this tree situation has sort of forced that on us, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But. So yeah. I've learned a lot during this process and Yes, what I have learned is that in this repair insurance world, one day is actually three weeks. <laughs> yes. It is a different time scenario. Yes, it is. A one true. day for them is actually like the guy came and got the front, so the, the crane that had to be positioned in front of my house crushed the sidewalk, the city sidewalk. So Lizzie, the guy came I have last to week. That's so funny. <laughs> my, mother, my mother came home today. And she, she hasn't been home since any of anything happened. Oh, that's mother, right, yeah. And my mother lives next door to me. So it's Bonnie, me, and my mother. So my mother came out, and Bonnie has this uh, crime scene tape. tape. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, baby, who got murdered at Bonnie's and took the old sidewalk out and he came this morning and he put the little frame in to pour pour a sidewalk but didn't ever come back and pour it so I assume that next week he'll come back it's a process I mean I know it's a process but it's just like it's okay we're on that insurance weird insurance time where one day is actually a week so that happened last week we'll just be a state whatever I mean it's just kind of I can't be frustrated I can't ha- lose patience because I can't control any of this. And they finally started working on my house to get it painted. And they worked for two weeks and they've quit for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, like, they're still going to do it. It's just they haven't made any progress on it <laughs> in two weeks. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, it's just, at some point, I trust that it's my house will be painted <laughs> someday, somehow, slowly, slowly. So just, I mean, I have no control over this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has tried my patience, and that is in that uh, my patience is in that little bitty pile too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at that. She did promise that she didn't pray for patience though, because you know I that's a big not. mistake. I did not pray for patience. I just prayed that I would. Nobody needs more opportunities to learn patience. <laughs> <laughs> and write it out. <laughs> and so far it's. Well, I think there's a lot of value in taking your negatives and trying to flip them to positives. Well, I will say there's a lot of value in also viewing your positives and keeping your sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> well, you yes. just have to laugh about it. Yeah. I mean, it go, it's going back to the day that the tree stuff happened, the whole week. We laughed so much about we it. We did. I mean, it, it was trying, but it was actually a delightful week because it brought on different experiences than what we would have normally you know which meant a little more time together at times too so I don't know you just have to take what you're given and take what you're given in terms of what you're good at and not to you know yeah Yeah. which and speaking on this so our therapist was very irritating today (laughs) Bonnie is now seeing my therapist I don't know if if anybody got this yeah because you didn't yeah she's amazing (laughs) I would say her name 
that we're not, we, we've promised that we will we not say her name. We'll say her name. Okay. Um, but today we were uh, we we're talking about my procrastination issue, etc. And she said, "Well, that's clearly just who you are." Because I was talking about last weekend, I did not get as many things done as I wanted to. I procrastinated. I slept too much. I rested. I mean, I did some good things, but I didn't. And she was like, "Stop, stop, telling me what the things you did not do. Tell me the things you did do." I don't want you to say I should have ever again. It is, I got to do these things. I did do these, but I did not, you know, that sort of thing. And I was like, okay. So it's reframing. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I'm terrible at that. Because I think that we're really bad at thinking that we're supposed to do certain things with our day. When really, you don't have to do anything with your day except exist how you want to exist and we get there's some judgment I, and I don't know if it I have no idea if it's society or if it's the way we're all raised or if it's being southern or American or or whatever it is whatever our, or women or our common denominator but it feels like often that if we're not doing something productive with our day or that we value something valuable yeah. or that someone deems is valuable with our day whether it's us or some outside force that it's not that you didn't spend your time well and it, it that's just not a thing that's not true well, well that's that's yeah. where i'm trying to do yeah you know my year of resting sleeping those things that i did not put value on before but here's the thing beth nobody puts value on those things that's it's, true it's the italians do well, no, it's a European thing. It is a European thing. And we, most of us came from them. What yeah. happened? What happened? <laughs> what well, happened? I think also, I think that we don't, we might give lip service to recharging or taking care of ourselves or doing self-care, but the self-care that most people are talking about are like, getting their hair done, getting their face done, getting their toes well, done, okay. their nails. But they're not thinking of how can I relax and refresh, rest, and yes. get ready for the next thing I have to do. Yeah. Well, that's so today the counselor said, you have to take some time today for self-care. I said, I'm doing that right now. She said, this doesn't count. This <laughs> is working on your mental health, and that's great, but it doesn't count. And Taking care of yourself, getting your nails done, things like that. That's not taking that's a break and take care. Yeah, that's <laughs> maintenance. That's not taking care of yourself. But she also, she told me, she told me this little story of calling her husband and her husband called and said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm hanging out on the couch watching television and I'll be here till four. And I stressed out. I was like, if I, when I was in my marriage, if my husband had called and said, what are you doing? I would not have told him that I was laying on the couch watching television. That would have sent me into panic mode. I need to be doing more because I was a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and he was working. And so for me, to, like, for me to have any quiet time felt like I was slacking and not putting as much into our marriage and our success as I, he was. You know, I had that... I had that um pressures what yeah, I'm so, like you know what have you done all day that, yeah, that yes, so I think we've been trained but in I some ways the, the funniest meme that I have ever seen is the husband walks in the door and says you've been home all day what in our house clean and she says 
you've been at work all day, why aren't we rich? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, wish I, had, I wish I had seen that years ago. But, but yeah, you yeah. do, you, you fit, there's a, there's a weird pressure, and I don't know if it's self or if it's societal. Well, and I don't um, know if you're my, a stay-at-home yeah. mom, I felt like my house had to be, like, you could eat off the floors, like. Oh, I never felt that way. I just felt like I had to do X amount of work in one day to prove my worth or validate well, why like, I was staying at home or, you Yeah, know. but it's, but when she said that, and I'm not married I don't have that pressure, but she's talking about her own marriage, and I had that panic, and I'm like, I'm still damaged by these things that I put on myself in marriage. This this feel, I couldn't even do artwork unless I felt like it had some sort of intrinsic value, like a value that I could sell it, or I was going to put it on a wall, or I was going to gift it. I could not do artwork just yes. for me to express myself and grow as an artist to me. That was a waste of my valuable time in my marriage because I wasn't doing anything productive for the family in working on my art. And I, and I wish I could go back and tell that person how wrong that is. That working on my art just for the sake of working on my art has such humongous value mm-hmm. to me as a person. But I couldn't, but that's not where I was. But I saw in that one thing when she said today, my panic over her having all of this freedom and peace in her marriage to be able to say, I'm hanging out on the couch watching television and I'm not getting up for three hours. What are you doing? I was like, (gasps) you know, but that's what I want. If I have another partnership, that's the partnership that I want. Mm -hmm. But it did show me that I am still a bit damaged (laughs) from the way I was, I guess the way marriage trained me to be, whether it was him or whether it was me putting that on myself. Can I just say it's been a weird hundred years for women? Yeah. It's been a weird hundred years for women because we didn't have a place in we didn't have a voice in society to what 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 year were we allowed to vote? Nineteen nineteen. Seven seven nineteen, but then in Alabama it was much later. It was in the thirties, forties. Was it but that? But you couldn't have your own credit card till nineteen seventy two. I mean, second grade. And when could you own your own when could you own your own land? It depended on the state. It's, it was the state. There were a lot like okay, as an example, my grandmother um, her father, her father's family would not give him any land because he had five daughters and because daughters could not inherit the land. So he had to work his wife's family's land because so, he had no one to inherit it. I think as a result, modern women who are professionals but also um, still have the stigma or the desire to or... Um, just the place of being moms and and wives and you know our place in society as women versus the professional uh, I don't even know what to the place that we also have access to now mm-hmm. that it's such an unrealistic expectation to do both of those things to 100% I don't know like can we just say men don't have the same expectation on them they don't mm-hmm. like they they have professional expectations, but they don't have the same kind of taking care of the home expectation that women do. Well, and okay. I think that's I just think true. It's, I think it's, I don't know if it's better or if it's worse, because what I found out being single, divorced woman, 
I play the role of mother and father. Mm-hmm. I play the role yep. of breadwinner and the soft space to land, the nurturing. Oh, yeah, I do too. I don't know if that's where the, the rub is on why I feel like I can't, I couldn't rest or I didn't deserve to sit on the couch and watch TV. Or I, you know, I think I told y'all, I didn't even lay on my couch and, until recently. Like, mm-hmm. I had never just wallowed on my couch. <laughs> I just had it. I mean, that I'm was a wallow. Okay. That was what I did. And I think, you know, that recognizing that in myself, that that is not a weakness to have to rest no, no, and recharge. It is, not, it is a necessity. And to put that in a top priority for me was a huge breakthrough. Okay, for question. Me. Did your husband do that ever? What? He napped. Just lay on the couch. He napped. Oh, he all the time. time. Did yours? All the time. Did mine? Yes. So we are all I acknowledging the fact the that we feel guilty over for doing something any, he was kind doing. Of, any kind of time that isn't devoted to job, child rearing, or doing something productive at our homes. And that is absurd. Yes. Okay, I just looked it up. The um, 19th Amendment was not ratified in Alabama until 1953. I mean, we're not even talking about 100 years. We're talking 70? Mm-hmm. 70 years, right? Yeah, so that's... So yeah. just, I mean... 53 is 88. No, it's not. It's... Wait. I can't do oh, math. Let's do math. Did you say 53? 53. 93. Yeah, so... Like, <laughs> 13, 23, 70 years. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, that's not even a whole person's lifespan. That's so recent. No. So... We're, I mean, I don't mean to sound extremist, but our generation of women are a little bit pioneers in terms of this balancing well, and act. Well, we are. Because we, it, it's a balancing act, but it's an expectation. And act. we are three different generations, aren't we? Did yeah. We Not that quite. Out? Well, yeah, Not I quite. think we are. Yeah, because what are you? I'm a, on the, I'm a millennial, I'm on the cusp of and, and I'm, I'm and I'm smacked out. I'm, I'm Gen X. And I'm the last year of the baby boomers. Okay. Yeah. So we are three different generations, but we're all we're all three kind of in the same thing. Yeah. So isn't that? But that but having that perspective, resting, I love that we are all able to do that now and recognize the value. I think part of what has driven me recently is the fact that I've realized I am fifty two. My perspective has changed from I have all of this time in the world to my time is running out. It's like I got to the oh, to the top of the hourglass hey, and now it's instead of it listen, filling up, now it's flipped over at, and it's draining at 43, out. I feel like that recently. Like I've been cleaning nonstop, like trying to get rid of things because I've kind of reached a point that I'm like, all right, financially we're never going to be at any kind of level, so we can't keep up with the well, changes. So like let's yeah. let's figure out what my house is going to look like, you know, etc. So I've been getting rid of things I don't need. And a friend of mine was like, why are you cleaning out? Like, are you moving? And I said, no, I'm just, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I can't, I can't remember if I eventually. said this. Eventually. I, I can't, said this I can't remember if yeah. I said this on a podcast or not, but yeah. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to die eventually. And I don't want that responsibility for my kid. But like, I recognize the simpler that I live, the better it's going to be for me. Yes. Again, as a mom, as a well, professional and, just, and woman, as a busy person yeah, a, who has to yeah. be the one. My sister comes to my house 
my sister's lived all over the world, so she moves every two years. So she cleans things out every yeah. two years. And she went into my closet and was like, uh, you got to get rid of some clothes. Like, this is rude. Why are you having to put up? Why do you have a whole basket of socks? Like, she's looking at my stuff going, this is a things problem, mm-hmm. not a you have time problem. You've accumulated all of these things, things. Yeah. and you haven't. But, but I just haven't had the natural. Yeah. I, you know, she has the gift. I guess of being able to move every two or three years, she cleans everything out. I haven't had that gift, right? So it's just. <laughs> but I think too, like the the cleaning of the house, the taking care of the house, the, the I'm no longer a hoarder. That is not a it's not a woman problem. It's no, and I think that that kind of thing gets shoved on us so easily historically. Oh, when I really, agree. It's it's a family situation, and like even my child needs to contribute to that. But just because, I'm gonna call it out, just because a man has a job doesn't exempt the man from everything else that they have to do in life. No. Like, again, I I have always had a job. I've never been a person without a job. But even when I was on maternity leave, for example, it doesn't exempt the other human from like, acknowledging the child. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, not to. But it did. Did it? In my marriage, it did exempt him from doing a lot of the things. He wanted the 1950s life. I wanted yes. to give it to him to whatever extent that I could. I just could never get to the level he he and I never jived on what it was that our marriage should be. Does that, you know? So, yeah. I'm with, I, I don't know. I, I felt very alone. And I wish TikTok had been a room. thing 15 years ago. Yeah. A lot of these things I see on TikTok, I'm like, yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't help me now. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, this is, there's a lot. I feel like there's still a lot to unpack here. But Well, well good thing we can get two. together again. Can yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so if y'all listen, hey, listeners, on um, Spotify. Spotify has this cool little thing where you can go and answer a question that has to do with the podcast. So I think our question for this one, kind of wrapping things up and bringing things back around to the front is, have you done an inventory? And if you have, have you found a negative that you've been able to turn into the positive? And if so, what positive have you been able to find? So I just think that would uh, that would just help me, I know, mm-hmm. and just seeing how other people have been able to turn their negatives into positives and Pollyanna themselves. Um, and it just helps us build a better life that we love. So anyway, if you just on Spotify, run over to Spotify and answer that for us. I'm going to clink. Yes, clink, clink. Love y'all. So glad to see you. Thanks y'all for joining us this week. If you listen to us on Spotify, be sure and check out a question we've asked this week. What is one of your weaknesses that you have been able to turn into a positive? We'd love for you to have you fill it out and kind of give us some feedback. Y'all have a great week. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week. See you next week. Yeah, cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah, cheers.